This is dope. This one? Yeah. Yeah, it sort of just looks like a bunch of scribbles and dicks. When you get older, you realize that's kind of all life is. It's just a bunch of scribbles and dicks and violence all in a void. The Scotch on the Rocks. Please, any Scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Blend Olivet, Blend Fittick, perhaps. Maybe a Blend Gow. Any Glend. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. Uh, all right. Brody snoring in the background. Should be good ambiance for the sober cinema elite. The the ten <laughs> that have the courage to listen to us. Great commentary on what we uh, bring to the table. Mm-hmm. You have a, <laughs> a snore track in the background. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, a little bit off the rails just to start us here, Jared. Uh, uh-huh. I, I know you're not a, a big uh, – I don't even know if you are a podcast consumer, much less a movie podcast consumer. Nope. I did have the thought, given our premise where we're like, all right, let's look for anniversaries of things or you know things that have had at least a little bit of time for commentators to say stupid things for us to make fun of and giggle like, thank you, Black Christmas – um, <laughs> what do you think? Like, what are what are new movie podcasts doing? What sort of world are they in right now? Where they've what, what are they coming up with to talk about? Uh, you uh, <clears throat> yet again ahead of the curve, being able to just do movie. I guess I mean it wouldn't just <clears throat> mostly in the world of podcasting. There's no <laughs> you're not beholden to some rules if you don't have to. You're in charge of the show. It's not like. They're not no. going to be canceled by NBC radio. <laughs> oh, no, new movies. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. A lot of them seem to think, like, you know, and I, clearly I do not because I'll go six months without dropping a new episode mm-hmm. if I don't fucking feel like it. But a lot of them are like, you know, we air Sundays at 9 p.m. So we're ready for your work week. And I'm like, who? who who's your boss? Oh, you're the boss. <laughs> are you losing money on this? Yes. Then I don't. <laughs> These are not endeavors that I look to and I'm like, I'm beholden to the people, which is probably why we have like you know 10 listeners but yeah i did wonder what uh if you're if, you're, if this is your main uh passion i guess it would be the same for the, like the sporting world uh, what, are, what what are the sports radio talking about what is the espn covering right now are they just covering tom brady is that it i, I was going to say i don't i know it's a sensitive subject but i think the, <laughs> the nfl free agency was about the only thing the so only blip on the radar tampa bay buccaneers for six months maybe every day well, Jamal Murray might have uh, helped that out. Now quite that's a bit some time. content I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like us. <laughs> at the grocery store today, uh, trying not to touch anything. I uh, get that. Uh, get some alerts in our group text that uh, it's funny. Like in our group text, it's like a vague hint. Like you're supposed to already know what's happened, and this is breaking news to me. But the prudes in our uh, group text want to talk around the fact that this man accidentally or someone posted a sex video with him and his lovely lady and uh <laughs> they forced me uh under yes. these these conditions to uh tap my phone multiple times out in the open trying to figure out what they're talking about and then trying to pull the phone closer to my to my body so no one can see me <laughs> that's why we have social distancing so you don't see the pornography i'm looking at in open public I think. Yeah, uh, opposed to you being at Ted Montana's grill with a beer or two and you like throwing around breast pictures <laughs> on your phone. Those were happier times, and one day, America, we will get back to them, I like to think. 
Anyway, uh, we were talking about uh, big-time adolescents and laggies. And I guess this is a new-ish movie in that uh, Hulu dropped it a week ago. Let's see. I don't know. I'm Well, uh, yeah, I guess they dropped it a week early because I'm looking at Wikipedia and it says it dropped uh, two days ago. But my letterbox friends were, were talking about it, and I'm guessing uh, Hulu, like Disney Plus or Netflix, trying to be gracious to provide uh, new content because, as Jared and I were lamenting, off mic, there are so many people who are working from home that are so bored and don't know how to fill the time, and me and Jared want them all to die quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, other than looking for content for this podcast, I don't, I don't know how far down on the list during the coronavirus days would it take you before you get to a big time adolescence? Like, well, it's come to this. There's nothing else to watch. <laughs> Thank you, Hulu. I guess if you just have to consume new stuff, like I, there can't be somebody out there that's watched, I mean, just for personal reference, more movies than you've watched that I, that I personally know. And even still, like I, it'd still take you a long time if you weren't but, podcasting about big time adolescence. There would be some doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on some of my favorites before I probably <laughs> feel the need to get to like, what's Pete Davidson up to now? <laughs> what's, what's he doing? God, you could uh, convince me he was sick with the coronavirus, the way he looks in general. No, instead it's Tom Hanks, because we live in a terrible, terrible world. <laughs> um, so yeah, this one uh, just just released, but it premiered uh, January 28, 2019 at the Sundance Film Festival. So the anniversary, which doesn't really line up as far as when they actually released, I did was a uh, kind of another thematic, I guess, Pairing here with laggies, which Sister film, yeah, or, yeah, the, for the chicks, you know, unlike uh, yeah. what I referenced a couple episodes back with uh, Superbad and Booksmart, uh, this time the chicks did it first as far as this uh, type of material, <laughs> at least the ones that we're programming. Yeah, laggies came out uh, January seventeenth, two thousand fourteen, at the Sundance Film Festival, and uh, I guess it's about uh, Arrested Development. Both these films about uh, someone Very in their twenties who is not. Not moved on from from high school for various reasons, and then they take on a uh, a mentee of sorts, a teenager who comes under their wing. And uh, yeah, I don't, I'm pretty damn skippy. You and I have never said, "Hey, Jared, hey, Mike, what do you think about laggies?" <laughs> <laughs> so now's the is time. This for everything. <laughs> we are quarantined, so here's here's what we're doing. So, which one do you want to start with, Jared? Which one do you? Uh, let's just go chronologically, I guess. Go back to the laggies. We'll do laggies first. I have a feeling there's <clears> like negativity the and hatred coming like <laughs> down the pike. So I don't know if you're starting more positive. Talking about the mixer? Yeah. Well, these things, women insist on touching your form in this very deliberate manner. These touches are meant to communicate gold store level skills and listening oh, and yeah. connectedness. Do you know about this kind of gesture? <laughs> yeah, you mean this one? Yes. Do go on. Do go on. Right? Yeah. That's it. Um... Dad, you do know you can't lecture her all night, right? She's not a kid. Oh, really? You stuck your friend into my house? I think you're lacking say-so here. If you let her spend the night in your locker... No, that's school's property. If you let her spend the night in your backpack, yes. No, that's... Actually, I paid for the backpack, so okay. I guess that's my property. I don't know. Why don't you put a case together and come back? All right, When you got well, something solid. I'm gonna go to bed. You sure we can talk about this more? Okay, good bye. Good night, honey. Yeah, the property argument is 
inelegant, but it ends things quickly. Uh, on the positive note, uh, there is a, an adult love interest. Thankfully, Laggies is not about Keira Knightley scoping out some uh, some uh, young uh, penis, I guess. Um, you have Sam Rockwell, who enters the picture as the, the adult uh, uh, love option. Scoping out young penis. <laughs> well, you know, I guess in a school setting, that's pretty common with women. A lot of school teachers uh, happen to do that. and uh, Totally different story we're telling there, then. Yeah. That's for sure. Yep, it's a little more uh, <laughs> a little more quaint here. Um, Keira Knightley is someone that I had forgot. I had seen this before. I'd only seen it once. And I think I did a podcast on it. So I would probably, knowing me, have a completely different opinion and just sound uh-huh. like it's going to totally take the mask off and show that <laughs> just whatever the whims of the podcast, that's where my opinion will sway. <laughs> podcast is <laughs> capturing how you feel that week more so than it's anything to yeah. do with the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is why I probably shouldn't trust like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes or stuff. That's another reason I like Letterboxd. I like when people go back and they're like, hey, I hated this, but this is all right now. Kind of how my, I felt with uh, another Sam Rockwell joint, Iron Man 2, where it yeah. didn't improve as far as becoming a good movie, <laughs> but it's Jack Assery. Uh, in my old age, him him doing that, like, <laughs> WWE dance, dance coming out. Oh, God. <laughs> I even thought about during, that during Nikes. Anyway, this is not all about Sam Rockwell. Keira Knightley um, has got the same high school friend group, which you get a brief, I guess, credit sequence or flashback to their prom night where they're sinking into pools and having a good time and uh then you jump ahead and it appears that most of her friends have settled down they're having kids and she seems pretty miserable about it the whole thing you've got uh what is the what is that the the receptionist name from the office the second receptionist oh, Ellie Kemper yes uh playing very much against type not likable here at all. Not flighty. She's very much on point, and she's really uh, nagging everyone to like stay on the same page. She gets proposed to and by her longtime high school boyfriend, and that's, I guess, the breaking point where she decides to take some time for herself. She lies, saying she's going to some sort of vague conference, which that's kind of how I feel about everyone who's working from home with the coronavirus. I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but I'm glad you're safe and healthy. And, uh, and, yeah. Uh, also, I hate you if you're complaining. Well, about I do it. hate you. And, you know, maybe <laughs> if you keep at it on social media, I won't wish you to be safe and healthy anymore. <laughs> but, uh, Keira Knightley, uh, ends up buying booze for some teenagers. Nice meet cute with Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, hops on a skateboard, not too convincingly. Uh, I don't think Keira Knightley was doing Tom Cruise training for six months trying to master that stunt. <laughs> I think we could match it in about a good afternoon of us trying to do what she did as far as coordination goes. I think the more you and I drank, we could do it better. Like, <laughs> I think Stone Cold Sober would be just as bad, but once you remove the fear, I guess, <laughs> from bodily harm. And, uh, you know, like most meat cutes, it ends up in a sleepover with a teenager in her bed, uh, uh, a request to uh, stay over for a week as she works things out, and then a chance for Sam Rockwell to, to bone her. Because she's in his house, like, <laughs> and he does it quick, quick work from Sam Rockwell. Uh, you, you've 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 captured the essence of it. Yes, it's it's a just, it's I just a hangout movie. It is it is, it is that simple. Just she's I just, can't I can't contain my my contempt for this movie for laggies. <laughs> now, see, I expected that was with Pete Davidson, just in general, just his face, but laggies because you like Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's your I, guy. I, 
fan, I'm a big fan of Sam Rockwell. But he keeps yeah, Sam abusing you in movies that you really dislike. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that this movie is terrible acting. It's not. Everybody acts pretty well, in my opinion. It's the concept of the film that I just cannot... I mean, I was thinking in my head, is like, Lord of the Rings is a more believable story than what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> if there was an elf or an orc that went through my front door right now, I would believe that more than what happened in that movie. Like, that's the most, some of the most absurd, like, uh, there's no way to not get into, like, spoiler material, but. I don't think anyone cares, uh, but if the premise sounds interesting to you, uh, that's I pretty much covered it. There is a riveting action sequence with a turtle, and I'm currently, right now as Jared's getting to rage, I'm looking (laughs) for one of those prints that uh, the most hated guest on this show, Dave, uh, he often buys. See if there's a print with Keira Knightley trying to feed an anorexic turtle. Just for you, Jared, because I know how much you like turtles. They calm you down, so I assume that sequence that was that was very much yeah, red turtle for I mean, you. Yeah, the turtle was my favorite character. But, yeah, spoilers uh, uh, going forward for this one. Man, uh, you can't have like a, a late twenties something show up with a teenager and stay for a week and pretend they're going on this seminar. And then they fall in love. Like the love thing was a bit much. Although I just I did say okay, (laughs) maybe maybe the drunken sex was, you know, it's good enough. The problem in real world is that if you just want to like do that again, just set your base urges. You're like I enjoyed that. I'd like to keep it going. (laughs) Uh, I, I guess in the span of what is this? About an hour forty. Hour 40, yeah. They have to, I guess because she's engaged, although I took issue with that, Jared, because I'm like, did she actually say yes, or did he just say, hey, here's what we're doing? <sighs> I'm, I guess because she didn't say no. the ring out of his hand. <laughs> it was just assumed, I guess. Gotta be the careful worst, there, uh, man. Uh, in these times, you can't, just don't make that assumption. Like, you, if you... <laughs> oh, that <laughs> was, we were younger and more... <laughs> 2014. More innocent in 2014. <laughs> we hadn't got into cancel culture yet, so... There is a poster. Uh, it doesn't have any uh, Keira Knightley or Sam Rockwell on it, but it's uh, purple, and it's got a turtle on it. And the tagline says, This fall, stop lagging and start living. And I will be buying this for you, Jared. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> Compelled to actually hold on to it because okay. you actually spent money on it. Here, okay, so is your take that this is like the ultimate sort of first world problem, especially in the time that we're sort of living now where we're, we're under quarantine and like mm-hmm. everyone's under house arrest where uh, Keira Knightley, who's very attractive. Has so many options and so many avenues of success uh, uh, laid out for her. Yeah, I know yeah. I can see where you're going. College graduate. Uh, her dad's very supportive of even just if she's not making a choice. He doesn't care. Parents as long as you're happy, yeah. I don't care. The mom maybe has seems to have a little bit more concern about what she's doing, just showing up at their house, like just laying on their couch, sort of returning to the nest. But uh, that's still concern. I mean, the, you struggle to find anything negative in her life as far as like <clears throat> she has nothing but support from everybody in her life. There's the no fiance like, seems pretty yeah. cool with every like he's not he's really, not like really uh, yeah. uh, Ellie Kemper. He's not nagging her. Uh, he's just like, hey, you know, maybe that's something you should do. Maybe that would make you happy. And uh, seems <laughs> seems to buy into her 
her bullshit, which we were, you know, lamenting the fact that uh, we're not getting paid to teleconference as of yet, you or I. <laughs> uh, but here we are on Skype. I did like her, like, secretive, uh, like, her setup for Skype was just uh, point the laptop closet. camera at a closet. <laughs> because if you turn it just six inches to the left or right, it's going to be teenage girls, like, pictures of her <laughs> and her friends, which uh, is a different element of creepy. But let, let's get to Sam Rockwell. So are you saying you hold it against him that he just has, like, one conversation with her and is like... All right, I'm not going to throw you out since it's late at night. I'll let you stay here. And then he's giving her the extra key, and he's letting her stay in the house unsupervised. You you didn't buy into any of this. Uh, <clears throat> maybe if it was just him himself uh, at the house or something, there could be some sort of uh, mutual trust. But he looks like a pretty bad parent in my personal opinion. Having just a stranger at the house that he doesn't know, like, with his daughter, like his daughter's not capable of making intelligent decisions. Well, not, not intelligent. I mean, like she's like 16 or 17 years old and she comes in with this person. She just met that's like 28 and a kind of a, you don't know if she's a vagrant Seems or pretty cool. That I actually thought the teenager might find this more alarming. Cause as I said, Sam Rockwell, he eventually can get something else out of this. He sees an attractive <laughs> woman. He says it's been hard to meet women. Uh, I thought that maybe the 16 year old girl after she gets alcohol is like, um, I don't know. That's kind of a weird favor. Like that's, you know, I told you I'd uh, do you a solid because you got us some booze, but you want to stay at my house for a week in my room? Like I don't, everything does happen fairly quickly in mm -hmm. the movie. Um, I don't know. I, I think I went with it more than you just because I felt like, I don't know, is Kira Knightley threatening? I guess you could, if you put a different spin on this movie, you have ominous music. Maybe she's a bit like one of those unhinged women that, you know, you've let her into the <laughs> home. Um, but the general tone of it, you know, she's out there playing with the turtle. She's, you know, just wearing pajamas, doing shots with yeah. you, being cute, wearing your robe. I don't know. An escaped mental patient staying in your house for a week. <laughs> Are you, are you saying that it's a good thing that I'm married and I'm, I don't entertain uh, such things? Because I could, I think I could fall on the Sam Rockwell side. Oh, I'm like, well, look what fell into my lap. Man, an attractive woman <laughs> just kind of came out from the street and said she wants to stay with me and my daughter for a week. Yeah, not and even from not the street, Brody from my daughter's bedroom. <laughs> there she is laying on the floor. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems so far-fetched with the letting, you know, Getting me to buy in that everybody's cool with this, it, you know, it seemed farcical to me. I just didn't realize you were like an Ellie Kemper type. I didn't realize you were just going to like jump someone's shit for, you know, needing a little space, <laughs> needing, to, needing to have sex with Sam Rockwell to get their head on right, you know, to see what else is out there. Well, it's it's as you touched on, this whole first world uh, type of problem that she's having. Like, she gets proposed to and uh, motivation bestowed upon her, and her reaction is to go fuck Sam Rockwell and hide mm -hmm. for a week. Yeah. And not even that, but she's so damn dumb that she goes like, she's still in the same town hiding <laughs> for a week. How yeah. stupid are you? Like, did yeah. you not go a town over? Like, <laughs> yeah, she's going to the mall, uh, to dress for, uh, or to go buy dresses for prom, uh, to the high school prom that she's going to. I, like, I missed, I thought I'm, I did think I missed a few steps. I'm like, what do you, wait a minute. Why, why are you going? I understand. Maybe you're like, <laughs> Doing the pretty woman sequence for the the young girl, saying like, "Here, yeah. here's what I'd wear." But I didn't realize they kept saying like, "Oh, you need to get something when you, you know, so you can go." I'm like, "What is she a chaperone now? Like, who? What, yeah. I don't understand. Is she driving them? Uh, maybe a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I keep going to, back to super bad. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe just a little bit more where 
uh, you have a revelation where uh, the cops, remember in that movie, they take uh, McLovin under their wing. Mm. And they're played like they're complete fucking idiots. Like they mm. totally buy a hook, line, and sinker. But instead, they're just, you know, <laughs> they're just man children. Yeah. And they just really, they just want to show off in front of a dork because they were dorks <laughs> in high school. Maybe a little bit more of that. I guess maybe it is. Maybe like maybe everyone's just a little too pretty and cool. There's not a lot of there's not really a lot of conflict in this movie. No, <laughs> it's all manufactured by her anyway. From being a dipshit, like <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm struggling to 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 put it all together into. I mean, think of a uh, Big Daddy. Do you remember that one? Because they got brought up uh, when we had we had Andy yeah. on to talk about Adam Sandler, <clears throat> but. This movie doesn't really have like in that film he is a layabout who I believe got hit by a car, maybe hit by a taxi or something. He's got something where he got a check. They can hold him over for a number of years, I guess mm-hmm. hold over his lifestyle. But in that film you have pretty much everyone saying you are a fucking jackass and eventually <laughs> eventually your time will come. Like <laughs> you you're going to sow the seeds of your own destruction and I cannot wait for it to happen. Like you have characters <laughs> like that saying it to him. And Adam Sandler, of course, he always gets the last laugh, which is kind of the main problem I have with his movies that even when he's playing mm-hmm. a complete idiot, he's always still played as the, Yeah, he's the cool guy and it all works out mm-hmm. in the end for him. <clears throat> but there's really not. There's really not People saying that, like, uh, the closest you come is probably Sam Rockwell just fearing for his daughter's safety. But even then, he's like, you seem trustworthy enough. You're Kira Knightley. <laughs> you weigh 65 pounds. You are no threat to anyone. <laughs> I just, <clears throat> there's a there's a certain part near the end of it where she uh, she instructs to her, her uh, <laughs> squire, if you will, Chloe, that you can't plan for the future and that you just need to live in the moment and go with your gut. And I said, what terrible fucking advice to give a 16 or 17 year old. I mean, not that, I mean, Karen Knightley's uh, life isn't that terrible, but it's obviously a mess. Like it's still a mess. It's disheveled. It's she's got all these problems because but, unlike big daddy, she's unsatisfied in that film. Adam Sandler, everything. he's yeah. living it up. He's like, I'm <laughs> while this gravy train lasts. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to go eat what I want, whatever I want. I'm going to make fun of my uh, friend's fiance because she has big boobs for some reason. I'm making, (laughs) I don't know. I never understood that joke. Why he's making fun of the fact that she was once a Hooters girl instead of like, you know, congratulating his friend. God bless you, miss, and your your service. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, I have some more bad news for you, Jared. Uh, that oh, no. poster I want, uh, the cheapest one I can find, the only ones with the stupid purple and the turtle, which is, mm-hmm. you know, that, that is a must for me, yeah, for yeah, your, that's, for that's your home has decor. To has to have the turtle on it. Uh, $125 comes in a double matted gold ornate frame. Well, who, <laughs> where, yep. where do these listings come from for something that I assure you I'm the only one on the planet looking for? <laughs> <laughs> poster of laggies right now. The Back yourself into a corner on this one. So what are we going <laughs> The regular poster that just has half of our uh, three leads face. Oh, it has the turtle in the bottom corner though. Oh. Uh, I still and like the one substantially cheaper. <laughs> it is $11.25 with free shipping. So yes, there's no There you go. Donate frame around it. Jesus, the one with the turtle. All right, this is going to require more research and uh, a donation from you 10 listeners to my Patreon page, which I will link <laughs> right now. 
<laughs> if we get ten donations, I will I will hang that poster. I there you go. All right. Um, I was going to uh, do some letterbox uh, reading of this film, but for the most part, this may pain you. I'm just looking at my friends list. Mm-hmm. It ranges in that like pretty much three star range, where most people are like, "This is okay." Uh, yeah. and, and some version of, I really like Sam Rockwell, which I think he's, <laughs> I think he's probably carried a number of, uh, bad to decent movies just on his, uh, charm. I, you know, I, I don't begrudge anybody. Like I'm, I have my particular problems with it, but in the end, you know, it, it's uh, the structure of it's fine. The acting's fine. You know, it's just uh, the concept. I just can't get my head around. Here's one from uh, Sonia uh, Sersa. I don't know how to say her last name. <clears throat> who leads with the story isn't very believable. Where she diverges mm-hmm. from you, Jared, is in keeping with the, the theme of uh, mm-hmm. my letterbox friends. I mean, who the fuck leaves Sam Rockwell to become a lingerie catalog model? That was the... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even touch on that, no, but yeah. Just Sam Rockwell that's, related. That's actually a pretty good angle. Yeah, who... who? <laughs> Leave Sam Rockwell to go model for <laughs> JC Penny. <Ugh. laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay, side question. Like this is gonna get yeah. into disturbing territory for both you and myself. You had know. to discover you're at a party and uh-huh. someone has got a catalog there that's got your picture pictures of your mom and oh, oh. modeling lingerie. Do you like that it's JC Penny because you assume it's not going to be uh you know I guess it's going to be a little bit more uh vanilla and tasteful <laughs> or would you wish your mom uh to have a higher paying gig? Well, from my own personal experience, I would prefer the JC Penny just because you know there's not a Adam and Eve uh advertisement there where my mom's like in a sex swing or something like at least it's just you know petting a goat or something. <laughs> Hey, can you imagine seeing your mom on the box on one of those like covers of the uh, sex toys we looked at? Like, I'll take J.C. Penny. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to big time adolescence. <laughs> Zeke was my sister's ex-boyfriend. He was the man. You gotta jerk off before you go fuck a girl. I jerked off before I picked you up. So I always be prepared. I don't know where the fuck we're going tonight. And he made me feel like the man. Fuck yeah, Mo. Got a home run. Who's going to drink it? Hold on, what's in that? Whiskey, beer, cough syrup, and Zanibar. Oh, damn. Oh. 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 That's my dude. You meet some punk, and you have no idea at the time that he's going to be parked in front of your house every day for the rest of your goddamn life. School. You should be making friends your own age. I like hanging out with you. This weekend, Paul's house. It's so on. You should sell my pot at your party. You think I'm just gonna walk into a party and everyone's gonna want to buy pot for me? Call me crazy. Who's ready to party? You're acting real silly right now, all right? That chick is like 16 years old. Nick, I'm 16. Exactly. What? Um, this one, I, you know, I guess maybe we we'll throw some spoiler, uh, you know, tags out right at the front here. Uh, but much like laggies, I wouldn't. There's not a lot of plot to spoil, so maybe like if we talk about one or two plot points, those would be the spoilers. Because I'd say for the first, good lord, first forty five minutes, it's just uh, 
this kid who starts has this like long-standing relationship. It's not as uh well, I don't know, Jared. Do you think it's as strange? Is it stranger or less strange that this kid at like nine years old starts hanging out with her uh, with his uh, sister's ex-boyfriend for years? Again, this uh, this concept problem that I have with this film as well. Like I, I I've gotten most of my uh, what's the word vitriol out with laggies. I, I'm I wasn't as angry about big time adolescence, mm. but it's and you also, hate Pete Davidson, so that's kind of impressive. Yeah, I, I cannot stand Pete Davidson, but yeah, that concept right there was from the get go. I found myself having to fight against it because. From that moment, I'm like, no way is this happening for anybody's little brother ever. Like, you know why the big brother is there. You know what his deal is in this relationship. I remember He's how never... you were as a big brother. You were terrible to your little brother. <laughs> you... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> There's no way you would have been, uh, you know, dragging his ass around uh, wow. and complete strangers. Not only that, but your ex-girlfriend who dumped you uh, that you would be like, all right. You know, you want to hang out with me, I guess. So the the biggest uh, thing get over here, I guess it's in reverse, right? It's because it's opposite. It's why would the older character allow this kid to come over to his house and hang out? Like I saw about a boy, like Hugh Grant hated it. Like he was basically, he only did it because he was threatened. He was being blackmailed. That they were gonna, this kid was going to reveal his lies. Um, so I guess I had the same problems that I did with Chloe Grace from Rats allowing Kira Knightley to sleep over. It's like, why does Pete Davidson get such a thrill about having this kid over. And there is a point later in the film where uh, the, the sister character says, it's like, you know, it's because everyone else like eventually realizes you're not cool anymore and you basically need a new generation. But I don't know. He's still, he has some like like-minded souls over there playing video games and smoking weed. So I, I don't know if that totally tracks. I think you're going to find someone in your own peer group that still wants to do the same shit. I mean, it's, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's laid out there. Like, you you can't really have that excuse to like you need this some sort you don't need this validation you have the validation already you've got people that come over to your house and do all the shit that you like to do so I mean and he seems to I, be doing very well with the ladies too because that's something that gets him uh, hung up a little bit as he's got too many uh, fingers and pies there yeah for somebody that seemingly always quits his job and uh, as the cop calls him I think he calls him Slim Shady or something. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, just, I mean, essentially, for all uh, intents and purposes, is a, a, you know, a loser, as he's portrayed in this movie. Like, he does pretty well for every, uh, <laughs> in spite of all these things. I guess so, as someone who's just always up to have a good time that has, I mean, he has no stress. Because if, if anything starts to stress him out, even, like, mildly, he just quits that. So if quits you wanna, everything. Yeah. Um, I You know, I actually... I was surprised because I, I also am not like a Pete Davidson fan. and uh, God, he just looks sick and disgusting all the time. <laughs> There's does. something about it. Like, dude, how do you sweat that much all the time? Yeah, uh, I did have to like wipe down my screen because it's just him being on it. It's just like, ugh, just, just nasty swear, looking. Just the epitome is like, I hope people don't look at me like that. Like when I get called Nasty Hellcat, like – <laughs> like, uh, I think having like uh, you know the the big beard that you have, and uh, yeah. you uh, you know you look more lived in, and it does not look like you uh, <laughs> like. Lived in. Well, I mean, in the sense that Pete Davidson, I mean, the only thing that uh, he has, he he could basically be a ghoul in another movie. He could it's like a. <laughs> Pete Davidson is typecast <laughs> as a vampire. <laughs> 
it's one of those things that uh, uh, it, it has made me feel much older because I've seen articles where it's like, you know, unlikely sex symbol, Pete Davidson. And I it, <laughs> I feel like my father where I just shake my head and I'm just like, I, I don't even want to understand. I'm just going to stop reading because I, I don't agree with the premise already. <laughs> so I'm not judging anyone because I, I everyone everyone deserves love in some way. So good for him. Get it while you can. Uh, I definitely understand Sam Rockwell though, and I have the letterbox reviews to back me up. Although, God, <laughs> now that I say that, let me see if I can. My friends, if they say anything about Pete Davidson, ah, Jesus Christ! All right, yeah, I don't want to read that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just don't understand the internet. I will say this though, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's probably just playing to his type, but I, I believe yeah. him as this character. Like I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see him. You know, being someone that I guess if you you know get a job and you get into the the workforce or get into some responsibilities, you look at him with some disdain. But to a teenager, I could be like, I could see being like, yeah, I want to go over to that dude's house because it's nothing but allowing you access to basically any vice you want, mm-hmm. uh, encouraging you uh, to to have sex, trying to help you out, give you pointers, play video games, uh, just fuck around. The, the film also ends on a pretty like I guess bleak note. Uh, because yeah. the, the, the prophecy there that, you know, he's the last one that thinks you're cool and, you know, eventually no one will be around, uh, does kind of come to pass, which I didn't think for most of these comedies, they usually bring the, uh, the layabout, I guess, to the light to where he starts to mm-hmm. like about a boy where he starts to gain responsibilities and gain respect mm-hmm. to people. And I will applaud the film that they, <laughs> Pete Davidson mm-hmm. to the dying end shows uh, like, nope, not so, for me. Do not no want any part of that. Whatsoever. Nope. He, uh, it's, you know, I guess it's, it's a win for him that he got a job back again, but <laughs> still like it, like you said, it's very bleak to consider the, like, the, I'm not going to spoil the last shot, but the, the last shot was really good. I thought how they, uh, slowly, uh, have that character go out of focus as he's moving on forward with his life. It gives essentially you a pretty good idea. It was like what the future holds. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there could be a change. I mean, God knows, you know, if there's <laughs> big time adolescence too, I don't know. Maybe he gets, <laughs> he gets a woman pregnant and he enjoys fatherhood. I don't know. You know, the, you don't want to just write people off because even though Jared and I think Pete Davidson looks very dirty and sick, uh, and I think he's like centuries old <laughs> based on his skin pallor. Um, you know, I mean, I'm assuming the character is uh, very young, younger than Kira Knightley's character. I don't like, I felt like yeah, she's in her late twenties and he's in his young early twenties. Yeah. He was like, I think they said 22 or 23. So, if I'm not whatever. Mistaken. So, you know, he's you still got a lot of yeah. time. Uh, but yeah, the, the ending's depressing and even the, uh, the opening's depressing where, uh, you have this montage where they age the kid up where it's all these people hanging out in the parking lot. Very, uh, very dazed and confused, you know, very, mm-hmm. yeah, very nostalgic. But you know, the thing with dazed and confused is they don't time lapse like, you know, five, six, seven years in the same space and you see people disappear because mm-hmm. no one's going to hang out in a, a parking lot. Like they have places <laughs> and families to go to. They have things to do. They move away. Uh, so yeah, this was, uh, I think it, it sets up the, the proper tone for it. My biggest issue with the film was I, I, I wish there was not this like, uh, subplot where <laughs> the kid becomes like a, a drug mule. I just yep. wish it was just a hangout movie where he just comes that, to the realization himself. That was my biggest problem with the movie in that 
making him a drug dealer just did not make sense to me whatsoever. Like you can have this same narrative where he's with this fuck up and uh, you have the conflict between the responsible parents and the fuck up buddy. And he, uh, you know, he gets kicked off the baseball team. He gets put in jail. He gets, you know, any amount of things. And it doesn't have to be like Pete Davidson grooming him to be a, a, a drug dealer. Like that's too much to my, in my opinion. And both of us, I mean, we grew up in a very small town, you know, you would, you we would, dealt sweet tarts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were, <laughs> we were, uh, definitely on the, uh, God, I don't, I don't know what, for as like much we're troubles, for as much it. troubles we got into, if you actually then said like all the shit we got in trouble for, people would look at you like, but no, really, what did you, <laughs> What you get in trouble for? <laughs> it's like trying to undercut the middle school snack bar on pricing. <laughs> we were more about petty crimes. <laughs> but it's like, you know, if a kid got caught like selling weed or something, uh, mm-hmm. it would not have been the end of the world. And maybe I guess it's just the sheer amount. And maybe it's the access the I guess it was a variety pack of drugs that he had access to that was a little more scary than him dealing weed. I don't know what the uh, what's the term drug scheduling is, but uh, I you know weeds obviously gaining a lot uh, a lot more traction as just kind of being a recreational thing like alcohol is. But yeah, if you're dealing Molly and uh, ecstasy and God knows what else hey, they dude, had coming, just to- don't bring a backpack. Don't bring your like suitcase like full of it. Like, I <laughs> you know? see you. You can pack a pill bottle full of weed enough to like get you and Pete Davidson's unemployed ass some burgers and video games. Like you, you don't have to be like a full time drug dealer. I think it's the problem again with Pete Davidson as far as the weight distribution there because he he looks like yeah he is not that far off from going back to the office. Uh, what's the <laughs> actor's name? It's also in Silicon Valley, but it's just like. It looks like oh Gabe yeah, yeah I can't remember the actor's name looks though. like a stiff wind just gonna you know just mm-hmm. send them and <laughs> like that's I'm going back to that and I hate it, but that my idea that people want to fuck Pete Davidson is like <laughs> I, I to my eyes I don't see the difference between him and Gabe from <laughs> like <laughs> I'm imagining you like a chalkboard trying to figure out like equations and then Pete Davidson's photo. <laughs> What is going on? Yeah, because I mean, I feel bad for that 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 actor. Uh, oh, cool! Uh, Cinder Rand Paul has tested positive for the coronavirus. That just came up on my because uh, I was going to look up hot pictures of the Silicon Valley cast members. Uh, the Lord shines down upon me on this Sunday and gives me some good news. Oh, <laughs> uh, now I'm forcing myself to really try to stick to this like Monday release schedule that we've been trying to hit because uh, that's hot news, you know, breaking news here on Sober Cinema. Mike is wishing someone death, <laughs> not Pete Davidson. I'd say that's usually every week, though. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, with this one, I eventually it was it was definitely uh, watching the two uh, on. Well, I watched one last night, one this morning, uh, like with laggies. I was having a harder time, like, I guess getting the entry point of the film. I was like, I don't know about this. This is, but when I came to that acceptance, Mm. again, my love of Sam Rockwell, I'm just like, all right, you know, we're here now, but let's commence with the fucking basically. Like I'm (laughs) I'm cool with it. (laughs) Fine. Uh, big time adolescence. I, I felt like quickly once I get past the sequence of a, a grown man or, you know, a, a teenager, uh, inviting a nine year old into his car to go hang out. 
Um, I, I really got into the movie, but yeah, as soon as the, the drug dealing element and it becomes like this chase and, uh, there's this lecturing from other teenagers, like this, this girl he's inter- interested in is like, Oh, now you're the drug guy. And I'm like, when, when you all made out, didn't you realize he was kind of a drug guy? Like he took you to like a, a den of nothing but <laughs> narcotics and booze. And it was cool. Then I, uh, yeah, I don't, Jared, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go as laggies just because it's just, oh. it's just nicer. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't need an action subplot. Like, I, like, it would have been like if Kira Knightley or something ran from the cops with this, like, little fender bender <laughs> when she runs over the, well, she doesn't even run over the mailbox, but she takes the blame for it to, uh, take up for her teenage bros, I guess. Mm-hmm. If they had done something where she goes on the chase into the woods and is hiding from the cops and be like, all right, this is not this type of movie. And big time adolescence kind of, they crossed in that threshold and going back to super bad. It just wasn't as uh, cute or as romantic to see Pete Davidson pick up this kid in his <laughs> arms. Jonah Hill, who you said I, I deemed as the most pathetic man on the planet. <laughs> he is not. Pete uh, Davidson is for sure. Jonah Hill. I like that sequence a lot more. Well, I'll disagree with you. Then we can have disagreements and still get along. Not just, on super bad, but on laggies. Oh yeah. No, no, okay, no. Super yeah. bad is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you actually brought that up. And as far as coming of age goes, like super bad and days and confused is more my speed. Uh, <clears throat> but having said that, I felt that like there were some actual consequences uh, in big time adolescence yeah, yeah, compared sure. to compared to this kind of like nonsensical fairy tale. Like everybody's happy except for the people who did nothing wrong. <laughs> How bad did you feel for the uh, fiance who has Man. been nothing but supportive? And I, I was now keep in mind I'd seen this before. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Brittany, I'm like, whoa, like we get to, to the end of the film where he's like, Hey, you don't want a big wedding. We'll just elope. We'll just, and mm-hmm. his big sin is sending a picture of their smiling faces to their friend group from high school that they're still very close friends with. Yep. That's the point where she's like, I can't be with this person ever. I can't do this. And in the, for some reason, maybe it was like, <laughs> like, Hey, it's Sam Rockwell. I like that movie. Mm-hmm. I had totally convinced myself. That's like when he proposed to her, that's when she left. Because mm-hmm. she did the responsible thing then, saying, I can't make that commitment, and I'm wasting your time. Yep. I for, I've totally forgotten that she, she drags them along the whole time, and then they're almost at the airport. Yep. Hey, you're, you're, uh, you made, you're maybe you're convincing of, me. I don't know. Like, that was, God, that was so shitty. kind of a piece of shit, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's wrong with that whole film is her. <laughs> Everybody else around. Well, her dad. So it runs in the family, but... Um, you know who's yeah, cool dude. though? The dad in mm-hmm. uh, Big Time Adolescence is like, he lets us get have some leeway. He's like, please <clears throat> keep him off drugs. I'm gonna let y'all hang out because y'all seem to get along. Don't let him, yeah. you know, booze it up. And then when he becomes a drug dealer, that's when he breaks bad. But even then, even it says in that speech after he punches Pete Davidson, he's like, look, I don't think you're like a bad dude, but you know, mm-hmm. you just can't, you can't hang around my son anymore. And I'm like, man, what a this this dad was like extremely He's understanding, <laughs> and that's after his son comes home with a tattoo on his chest that says "Tongue Daddy." <laughs> Pete Davidson should die for that right then and there. <laughs> the movie has some actual genuine laugh moments. Yeah, uh, we didn't touch on it, but John Cryer did a fantastic job. I thought He's better when he's uh, bald. The- <laughs> he's not wearing the toupee. He's better. He, 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 he doesn't look like as much of a uh, as the kids call a simp. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the kids say? I don't know. It's just I pick up things from Reddit every now and then. <laughs> I'm going to start researching that uh, 
because I have to. S I M P. Yeah. I can't. I can't research your poster anymore because I have to wait for the the Patreon donations to come in so I can buy this fucking gold plated Lackey's oh, poster. I'm sure it'll still be there by the time we get our donations. <laughs> yeah, this impending uh you know recession we're about to hit this economic crisis. Hey, uh, Amazon third party seller. Maybe cut me some slack on this laggy's poster that I'm the only one who wants. And the person I'm giving to does not want it, but will just <laughs> hate put it up on his wall. Because <laughs> you're respectful and you're a good friend, Jared. I am. I try to be in Oh, God. All right. On that note, uh, what are we doing next? I don't think I have it up yet. So this is. I, I put away that picture that you sent from the list, but well, I cannot. But tell then you. the coronavirus like canceled everything that we would try to like tie into. <laughs> so I don't know what the release pattern is. Well, I mean, at the very least, we do <laughs> movies that aren't usually new releases. So. All right. Here we go. So I've been harping on how I need money for very important things. <laughs> essential things mind you <laughs> to live uh so the next episode because we are out of uh data there's you know in the month of march the way it fell there's uh five weeks so i'm gonna put the uh an episode that we recorded god two years ago on the crush the anniversary of it's coming up oh, yeah we did that a long time ago it's, it's a good episode uh i've not listened to it in two years but it had to be good because it's about a man lusting after a, a teenage neighbor uh that's in our wheelhouse uh, i'm just gonna put that up uh patreon only so you, you give us a buck uh you get the episode and anything else we uh we put up uh, because we're out of space and that dollar goes to a laggy's poster that jared as i must repeat does not want but i want him to have so uh, if you don't, if you're a cheap bastard and you've got other things to spend your money on, as I said, with this impending recession, I don't know what that would be other than giving <laughs> us a dollar. Toilet paper. Jared, we're going to come back. Uh, first episode mm-hmm. in April will be on the DVD releases of Cats and Doolittle. Oh, boy. There's uh... <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to speak. I didn't know if it was just going to end in silence and dread. <laughs> palpable excitement on that one for sure even worse news is in one of our group texts uh you or uh i don't know if it was our <laughs> our, our host that uh, no longer wants to put up with this nonsense uh, josh uh, it was me you yeah. made okay so you may i'll give you total credit for looking up uh, whatever's going on with news about buttholes in film but <laughs> <laughs> there apparently was a cat's version where buttholes were uh in with their great visual effects uh, and I really wish someone would leak whatever that looked like because I've seen some denials like it wasn't a butthole. It was just, you know, the CGI just it made it look like a butthole. Um, but I, I don't think we're going to get that. But I, that would if I've not seen Cats uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but for my first time watch, I would go with the alternate cut. But I guess otherwise, you know, we'll just uh, in our conversation, we'll just dream about what the butthole version looked like. And then Doolittle will probably just fucking suck. Let's just be honest. There's nothing, I don't even know if there's anything funny to talk about that. So we'll talk about that for five minutes and cats and, and assholes for 45. This is how we get Josh back. This kitchen now. Let's dance. You're not wrong. <laughs> if you open me pheasant, I'd rather have grout. Me in a house, how much prefer a flat? If you put me in a flat, then I'd rather have a house. Set me on a mouse, then I only want to ride. You set me on a rat, then I'd rather chase a mouse. And there isn't any cool for me to shout. 
anything about who I, who I, who I did. Love.